Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I guess not welcome back, but welcome to. Anyway, I am Chris Pullman. <laughs> I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week we'll be talking about Season 7, Episode 14, An Eye for a Tooth in Season 7, Episode 15, Dear Sis. An Eye for a Tooth is one of the episodes where practical jokes come into play. And yeah. I guess with all the boredom and, and camp and life and in the Army, practical jokes are a way to you know, keep your sanity. Mm -hmm. So we begin this episode in the mess tent with um, Hawkeye and BJ are a tad bit hungover and Margaret's giddy as can be because she just found out she gets money back because it's been held up in the divorce with John Donald. And so she's just on air. You can just see her floating. And um, she begins just jokingly putting some sugar in Hawkeye's coffee. A lot of sugar, mm -hmm. spoon after spoon after spoon, and mm -hmm. he's hungover, so it's not the best time to maybe do a little joke like that, but mm -hmm. it was funny. So Heath said, well, you want to start this? And he flung a little food at her and her, and it began a food fight, mm -hmm. where then in OR, Winchester kind of eggs her on and says, you're going to let them embarrass you like that? And then talks her into doing a practical joke, which then he goes to Hawkeye and BJ and makes has them do a practical joke, which we'll talk about later. But So how far does a practical joke go before it hurts someone, I guess, mm -hmm. is where this ends. And um, in the meantime, there's Captain Toby Hill, who is a um, flight uh, chopper pilot and he has Max the little guy that rides with him in little case Mac. Little Ma in case he has um, like only one patient it's the size of a human so it flies on the other side to keep the helicopter even just something to know um, another thing you need to know about this episode is Father Mulcahy was passed up and over again for a promotion he's been trying so hard to get a promotion and sometimes when you have the type of job he has, you don't see the work. So he was passed up for a promotion. Um, and then some things happen about, about that. So that's that's the just of the three plots going on. Father Mulcahy's promotion, mm -hmm. the practical jokes, and then the Captain Toby Hill. Yep. Okay, anything you want to start with? Um, oh at the wrong um i guess uh one thing that is brought up in the episode right away and it caught my attention uh over the speaker system we hear that last night's celebration in the o clubs to celebrate the one year anniversary of it being there uh it, it was basically thanking everybody for attending and asking for their help rebuilding it <laughs> Well, if it's been one year, uh, lots of things, lots of things, <laughs> but among them, now if that you was donated by that general who in season two, two, okay, which means that there's been exactly one year that's passed between season two and season seven. 
However, we also have some other temporal discrepancies with that particular timeline, but whatever, that's fine. I'm not going to try and track those down, but yeah, it's been one year since that episode in season two, so. And it needs to be rebuilt. <laughs> yeah. That was, I think, the joke of the... Okay. Yeah, that it was such a blowout party that they yeah. needed help rebuilding it. Yep. So Margaret finally gets her money back, and you should see her. She's, like, glowing. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think it's the money, because, you know, money's important in life and stuff, but I think it was the freedom that she gets with it. Well, I think it was winning against Donald. Winning against Donald, too, and... Just getting her life back and one mm -hmm. thing that she can finally move forward. I don't know if anyone's ever, you know, had their bank accounts frozen or whatever. I haven't, but I can imagine, you know, when you think you have money or you know it's there and you can't touch it, mm -hmm. it has to be hard. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's also just interesting to watch Charles here you know, working his magic on everybody. He's getting his jollies off of everybody else um, taking the hits. And the looks in his eye as he's doing it. Like, mm -hmm. he knows perfectly well what he's doing. Yeah. And it, it just... It's very interesting to see this side of Charles. Um, you know, the, this sinister side. Because I don't know if we really see it extensively other than in this episode but this one well, stands I think we out see it in almost every episode where well, not like, he like is above everyone else and yeah but this is him directly manipulating people to get to get some enjoyment out of life this is him moving the pawns around on the board oh yeah you know and you don't think he does that every day not in like his own kind of way not like this i don't think i think this is exceptional at least to me, and uh, it's interesting. Just to, it, it's just interesting, especially considering how it ends up. Yes. Which do you want to talk about that? Since how it ends, since we're in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what's the last? So Margaret comes in. Oh, well, the, well, the, so, the very. Yeah. The last prank. They took Mac the um, weight for the copper pilot, chopper pilot. And they put him in, in Margaret's closet. Mm -hmm. And as she was getting ready for bed, and she was very cautious because this has getting, gotten to the point of everyone's afraid to make a move because they tampered with each other's mail. So mm -hmm. they tampered with, um, it's just she was afraid to go to bed because she mm -hmm. knew there was something else coming. Checked she, her pillow, checked her under her blankets. Yeah. She, everything got into bed and she heard, and, yeah, her closet, which had been relocated from the side of her tent to the foot of her bed in her tent, opens and Little Mac falls out right on Right her. on top of her. Yeah. And she was clearly shooken. She shook? Anyway. Shook um, And she's like, this has to end, this has to end. And, of course, after BJ and Hawkeye walk in and, and mm -hmm. laugh about it, then Winchester was there to comfort her. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't um, worry, Margaret. We'll get them back. We'll get them back. Already scheming for the next day of what mm -hmm. he's going to do. But they were one step ahead of him. Margaret yeah. 
and the boys must have gotten together at some point to realize mm-hmm. Charles was doing this. And she came into the um, swamp screaming, I'm ending this once and for all. Ha, I sent a letter to Pig. Yeah. Ooh. And. What do you mean? Well, I explained to her how we've been having a year-long love affair. Which, by the way, if the Oklo has been there for a year, BJ hasn't been, been there for there a year. year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the issues. But, um, yeah, you know, she says, and how you haven't had the guts to tell Peg that it's all over, and I explained it to her, and BJ ends up lunging at Margaret. And 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 Winchester runs in, just this look of fear. No, no, it was a joke. It was a joke. I'm so sorry because it was all put on her, him. Everything that she said, it would it would have ruined BJ's life. Mm-hmm. He would have never been able to explain his way. Yeah. And so he just he didn't mean for that to happen, mm-hmm. but they showed him what could have happened if yeah. this continued. Yeah. And he apologized, and he's screaming, I just meant it as a joke. It was all me. It was all me. He took 100% blame, which is and something he does do if yeah, something Yeah, when goes push wrong. comes to shove, he will take accountability. He will take accountability. And, and I, it's just so great how they play it, because at that point, what is it? Like, BJ just looks down at Margaret. Is that good enough for you? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? And yeah, she asks Hawkeye, what do you good. think? Good enough? Yeah, I think that's good. So they all kind of hook arms. <laughs> I, it kind they, of pictured of the Wizard of Oz, you know, how they hook arms and they go <laughs> dancing down the street. <laughs> I didn't hurt you, did I, Margaret? No, no, no I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. <laughs> she and, likes a little pushing around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is that. Uh, but yeah, then they go out to the mess tent and Charles. Skip away, literally yeah. skip away. And Charles is just left there. Ha ha. They're <laughs> funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was interesting. You are a much better, Charles. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. Funny. But then, so, you know, in in the course of that last prank that Charles was involved in, uh, Lil Mac ended up losing his head and an arm. So and a his lot of arm his, guts were all over Margaret's yeah, tent. Yeah. So a lot of his stuffing was out, so he wasn't a good counterweight anymore. And, and Toby had gotten called to go and get a patient. And you have to know about Toby, him and Father Mulcahy, who was just patched up for a promotion. Mm. He wanted it so badly. And actually, him and Toby were in the shower, and Toby was telling him about how he's getting promotion after promotion. He's like, I'm getting too many. He actually was promoted... Um, Twice in the in, last in six months. In the last month. six months. Yeah. And so Father Mulcahy's like, no, this isn't fair. So he went into... Colonel Potter's office and just said, you need to do something for me. Get me these promotions. Get. He was very firm, which yeah. is not Father Mulcahy, but no. dang it, he deserves these. He does. Some accolades, he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. And um, so knowing that, and then uh, one more thing I think before you hear the other part of the story is Captain Toby is this strapping guy. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Muscles. I don't even know how to explain it. He looks no, he, like he's a hunk. Uh, you know, just a, a guy that works out, put it yeah. that way. Very yeah. good body. Mm-hmm. And so Margaret has this little, I think, connection with him. Sure. But he asked about Margaret also, and Colonel oh. Potter said, 
I'm sorry. She's been through too much. Leave uh-huh. her alone. Yeah. They're all so protective of each other, which yeah. is cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Toby was destroyed. Father Mulcahy's looking for a promotion. Toby Go. was destroyed? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Little Mac? Little Mac was destroyed. Yeah. And, um, uh, Father Mulcahy wants a promotion. Okay, what happened then? So, yeah. So, uh, Father Mulcahy just kind of jumps at this opportunity to help. So, he ends up getting on the other side of the... Or he, I think he rides up with Toby. And then on the way back, he rides in one of the bubbles on the side to keep the chopper even yeah and um it it's just a great scene when it lands and uh <laughs> I love this and colonel potter's there and just runs up to the chopper head wound get him out you know the the wounded guy and then he goes to toby where's my awol priest <laughs> he's over here sir other than a little motion sickness he's fine they take the cover off <laughs> Father, you can get off now. Not until we've landed. What do you think? I grew wings? Yeah. I'm not an angel, Padre. <laughs> You're on the ground. So they have to pry his hands off the sides of the stretcher, but they get him off, and Potter <laughs> basically says, uh, next time the promotions board comes up, your name better be at the top, and in the meantime, I'm putting you in for a commendation for you know, this act of bravery, I guess. And, uh, but he played it so well. Like, yeah. he couldn't walk straight. His yeah. eyes were glazed over. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost felt the motion sickness that he was having. Oh, I definitely did. But that's because I, yeah, you. I, I have motion sickness. Yeah. So, uh, looking through my notes, I don't know if there's anything else that would really add to what we've already said. No, nope. uh, Father Mulcahy had the ride of his lifetime. That's what I have. I'm like, mm-hmm. he needed that so badly to actually feel he was doing something more. Mm-hmm. And actually into even the next show, you're going to see him just working at this promotion. That yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, one of the things they um, gave Margaret a pie. And she was going to throw it at the boy, at Hawkeye and BJ, thinking that they are the ones that did the prank. And Father Mulcahy walked into the tent as they were walking out. She threw it at them, hit him in the face. It was just one of those days where he yeah. could do nothing right. Yeah. <laughs> Ever have one of those days? Yeah. 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 So, so just thought I'd add that, too. Sure. Fun. Okay. Just a fun episode with a lot, a lot of little things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, um, so yeah, a couple other little interesting tidbits from this one. If you watch this episode, there was some good attention to detail, because if you watch Toby's chopper coming in, you can actually see the patient, uh, at the, at the open of the episode, you can see the patient trying to jump off of oh, the, yes. off of the board. Because he didn't land on the helicopter landing. Yeah, so that was his excuse, was... I had to put the chopper down or else this guy's first step was going to be his last. And you can actually see that the guy's knocked off the bubble and he's trying to get off. However, while there was that attention to detail, if you watch where he lands, which is basically in the middle of camp, he overflew the helipad to land there. (laughs) So why did he overfly... 
the helipad, which looks to be empty, to land there so that he could land quicker when he could have just landed at the helipad. helipad. Not sure on that one. And it was higher up. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to go down as far. Yeah, that, okay. Yeah, you know, it just, he could have just landed on the helipad. Wouldn't have been as great a story. No, it wouldn't have been. So this was clearly <laughs> a, a plot. It, it was, what's the reason for this discrepancy? Plot. <laughs> Writer's plot. <laughs> so, uh, interesting to note, also an episode where Radar didn't appear. And... In the one scene after Margaret goes into the showers and pulls a prank on the guys, where she steals their towels and their robes, they streak back to the swamp, and there the whole nursing staff is waiting for that a peep so show. Cute. So we actually get some uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara, Jan Jordan, and Jennifer Davis. Jennifer? Or Jennifer Davis, although that's at the chopper, not at the swamp, but we see a lot of extras playing nurses at the swamp, so that's kind of cool to see, see. and I just think those two wouldn't be as embarrassed as it showed them. I, you yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Hawkeye. Their aren't real shy. I don't think Hawkeye. I think BJ, yes, because we've actually seen something like that before, or not before, but in another episode where, uh... The bathtub? No. It's where BJ and Hawkeye are pranking each other, I think. And uh, BJ ends up in his skivvies in the nurse's tent with uh, in a cot with the blanket nailed down to the cot. <laughs> yeah, so that's a later episode, but he's still a little shy about that. Hawkeye, I don't know if he would have been. Because Hawkeye is also the one who walked naked into the mess tent. Right, exactly. So I agree with you there. Um, guest stars. But maybe being the conditions and not preparing for it. If maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Guest stars recurring cast. We had uh, Robert Palmer as Captain Toby Hill. And then, in addition to the nurses I mentioned, uh, Roy Goldman makes an appearance. So, this episode had production code T414. The writer was Ronnie Graham. The director was Charles S. Dubin. And the original air date was December 11th. 1978. Dear Sis. Oh, now this is one of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> okay, so episode 15, Dear Sis. Um, it's another one in the Dear Blank style, and this one is from Father Mulcahy's perspective. It's especially poignant, like you said, after uh, the last episode where he was passed up for promotion. And in this episode, uh, he's feeling like he's not making a difference in camp. And so it's really Mulcahy-centric, which I like. And it's just him feeling low. You know, that he, he doesn't feel like he's making a difference. And we actually keep seeing this throughout the episode where, as he puts it, I live on the edge of effectiveness. Because, like, uh, there's the you point... You see your rewards. Yeah, there's the point where Radar asks Mulcahy to give Edna a blessing. Edna is the family cow. It's the first time she's been pregnant. So Mulcahy gets on the phone. Some stuff happens. He gives... He starts to give the cow a blessing, and then the cow starts to give birth. And so then uh, Major Winchester also happens to be there. 
And I think the cow is breached. Yes, it is so. coming out backwards, and so Radar puts Charles on the phone. So, you know, here's Father Mulcahy trying to basically do his job, but he can't because the, the cow starts to give birth. So the doctors one-up him again. Not that they're one-upping yeah. him or anything. No, but it's I... just that the, mm -hmm. the duties are clearly different yeah. spiritually you know, yeah. versus yeah. physical. Yeah, and we, you know, we see, like, when the episode opens, it's, uh, it's in the mess tent on Sunday. Nobody has come for the ecumenical service at 10. But don't worry, sis. I haven't given up hope, Mulcahy okay, says. It's only 11.30. Um, nobody comes. We, we see him boxing in his tent. Nobody's come for confession. You know, basically, the only duty that he knows that he will be able to perform on a consistent basis is... Bartending. Well, oh, no. The okay, blessing the of the blessing sick of the or yeah, last rites. Yeah. Right. Back then, it would have been called last rites. Yes. So, um, that's the only one that he knows he'll be able to do on a consistent basis as far as his normal job description goes. And so, it, it really hits him. And that's basically what we see. But then at the end, um, we see how he really affects Charles. Because this is my favorite moment of the show. Uh, it, it's a Christmas episode. And BJ comes into the tent as Santa with a brown mustache. <laughs> you know. And nobody's and, taking that away from him. Yeah. Don't even try. I don't, I don't cover this mustache up for anyone, Bella. <laughs> Uh, but everybody's getting all these gifts. Klinger gets, like, a shawl. And, uh, Where do the guys see this? Kelly Nakahara. <laughs> the scarf. Yep. So, you know, some people are getting uh, socks from back home, that sort of thing. And Radar gets Charles to come over and get a gift, and it's his old tobogganing cap. And uh, Radar says, I, I really didn't do it. It was Father Mulcahy's idea. And he wrote home to his mother. Yeah. On Father Mulcahy's suggestion, Radar wrote home to Charles' mother, who sent the tobogganing cap. And uh, Charles goes over, and earlier in the episode, mm -hmm. uh, Mulcahy had asked for donations for Sister Teresa's orphanage so that the nuns could give the children... And people were giving some, quite generously, yeah, except so that they could, so that they could, Yeah, so that they could give the children... Some Christmas cheer. And you're right, yeah. Winchester wouldn't give anything. Mm -hmm. But everyone else, like, they were saying like $10 and things like that. And I was shocked because back then, you mm -hmm. know, you could buy a house for 5000 You know, that $10 is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, they're all giving as much as they can. And um, at the end of the episode, after he gets his tobogganing cap, Charles come over comes over to Father Mulcahy and just gives him like two fistfuls of money and uh, he says give them everything they need and no. here with the second one give them everything, everything they don't need. they mm -hmm. don't need and um, you know, Mulcahy says why the change of heart and Charles points at his hat and says father you've saved me you lowered a bucket into the well of my despair and you pulled me out so, yeah, and I mean, his eyes lit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was, 
you know, to see that. And then at the end... People are literally their, their parts. I mean, I would have oh. swore that that was Charles who got this hat because yeah. of how he reacted. Yeah. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I look at, like, sitcoms nowadays and people are seem to be reading from, you know, lines and things. Where this... I think that's what I love about this show is... Mm-hmm. It's almost like they are their characters. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you can feel it with them. I mm-hmm. do. I don't know about you, but yeah. the end of this just touched me. And mm-hmm. I, I can oh, just it watch definitely. it over well, and, and over. And especially the last two bits here. Uh, after that exchange, uh, Hawkeye gets everybody together. And they give Father Mulcahy a little Christmas gift. And Hawkeye says, you know, we don't always show it. And you might not always feel it. Because he did console Father Mulcahy earlier. Uh, after Father Mulcahy... After Father Mulcahy decked a patient. Yes. To oh. be fair, the patient hit him first, first. And he's trained in boxing. So, I'm sure that that was a reflex. But he also tried to go over and apologize. Or make yeah. amends with this patient. But, and he wasn't having it. No, but you know, uh, Hawkeye kind of talks to him a little bit about that and um he hawkeye also you know knowing how father was feeling i think helped arrange this and the camp sings dona nobis pacem uh god grant us peace and it's great because not only is the it words too and everyone yeah. there knew the words i want to learn the words yeah and it's not the full thing but it's it was beautiful it was and especially because they harmonized. I mean, it wasn't just a, a normal sing-through. It was it's harmony parts, and yeah, it was just really But when they drew neat. back the camera and looked, you could see, like, just a piece of the tree. Mm-hmm. And then you could see the people, but it was the pops of red that, mm-hmm. like, okay, BJ had on the Santa suit, mm-hmm. and Winchester had on his toboggan hat, which he respectfully removed yeah. during the song. Mm-hmm. And just the people with their glows and their, it, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the lighting in there, but it was very holiday-esque and it was yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And with the song going on, yeah. I, I think I could have sat there the whole afternoon <laughs> and just watched it. Yeah, no, it was a really great scene. And then they take off of that and they open the doors of the mess tent and look out on the compound oh. and it's snowing. And it's covered in white, and Colonel Potter says it. He says, wow, with a little snow, all of a sudden this place is pretty. Until a jeep And then, yeah, like a half second later, a jeep pulls in. Sorry, folks, they broke the truce. I got some presents for you. Wounded. So, and then they... And I wrote on here, this kind of episode is what I love. It touches your heart and yeah. reminds us what matters in our own lives. I think so. Because, yeah. and there was also just one other thing that went, that Colonel Potter said, because everyone came into Colonel Potter's office just, oh, poor me, poor me. And you oh, feel that Mar- way. Margaret, I was kind of Margaret feeling BJ that way and yesterday. Yes, yeah. they were all in Colonel Potter's office and having a little Christmas cheer drink. Mm-hmm. And they were all just bringing each other down because I wish I was at home or I wish yeah. I was there. And right now BJ was talking morning, about yeah. his kids opening his presents from Tokyo that are probably ruined. Mm-hmm. And 
And Colonel Potter said, if you ain't where you are, you're no place. Mm-hmm. Because he had, like he said, he would spent 18 Christmases away from Mildred. And so that was the thing he learned. So if you have to make where you are your Christmas tradition or your mm-hmm. Christmas, anyone can have a special Christmas when your family's there and everything's good. Mm-hmm. But let's be where we are and, yeah. and make this place special. So Which, if you ain't... Where you are, you ain't no place. Which, by the way, I love to see that out of Colonel Potter because he did exactly what a commander is supposed to do. He took charge of getting his senior staff cheered so that they could spread, spread that. that and then as they walk out of the office, he turns, he comes back in and goes, now I'm, I'm depressed, depressed. <laughs> and just Took swigs it. down, you know, I'm assuming it was scotch that he swigged down. <laughs> it's like, But ha, then ha. the party began, and then mm-hmm. they went into, because they're like, oh, I'm sick of seeing a Christmas tree with thermometers on it, or, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then everything was festive, and people were getting, <laughs> opening their gifts, uh-oh. Well, <laughs> I hear that the cook has prepared a traditional turkey dinner. Oh, yuck. Yes, sir. <laughs> We have turkey on a shingle and cranberry sausage. <laughs> Potter goes up. I ain't too proud. And holds out a tray. Igor slaps it on. <laughs> he pulls it back. Give this to Private, someone. do you know what this smells like? No, nope. sir. I've been here too long. <laughs> Why don't you give this to someone less fortunate than I? <laughs> oh Christmas spirit only goes so far. Yeah. But yeah, it's... It's one of those just episodes that are wonderful, well, and it's sad. Yeah, it's a very memorable Christmas episode. They have a couple of others. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, this is one of my favorites because of... I honestly, think I, I forgot this one. I, I think, like Laura said, uh, we have an Ebenezer Scrooge-like moment with... With Winchester. With Winchester. So, it... It's very neat to me to see And we know that Winchester likes to give, but he gives privately and I guess yes, I try to do seen, that. I you know yeah. you know, and it's harder to be that kind of giver because I you don't get the accolades way. on earth <laughs> and sometimes you want that earthly praise, but um you know, and it doesn't uh-huh. matter who knows. You help someone that that I Yeah. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. He, he likes to give privately. That's what my point was, that when he does give, he gives privately. And we see that in another Christmas episode where he donates to an orphanage, but, like, directly to Like, dropped it off and tried to leave, but got caught. Yeah, and it was chocolate. But, uh, because that was his family's tradition, was to take expensive chocolate to the something. orphanage, but then the guy goes and sells it. And, um... He points out to Charles, how can I give them chocolate tonight and so that they have empty bellies tomorrow? That chocolate sold and I was able to buy rice for a month and blankets to keep them warm and materials to patch the roof. And Charles realized, okay, that was the right thing. But it was still private exchange, like you say. Right. It was, he doesn't like that. And he and only found out about what they did because the kids came to the mash. Well... And not not only that, um, the chocolate showed up at Mash mm-hmm. from the black market. From the black market. Yeah. So, but yeah, really, pardon me, really great Christmas episode. It might be the first one. 
At the very least, it's the first one with this cast, I think. I think so, yeah. You know, because Charles just came on, pardon me, what, last season or the season before? Yeah, there's some good ones coming up. I love the Christmas episodes. They yes. do an, uh, a wonderful job mm -hmm. with the Christmas episodes. Well, um, not all of them, but let it, us know what you think. What are um, your questions? Can, sorry. can yeah, I finish sorry. with the episode first yeah, before we... Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. I, got a, a bum, like, I don't so. even know which T it is. <laughs> what? Oh, the yeah. episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, be, I before know. I get to that, um, I... A few things that I really enjoyed seeing in this episode. Um, when Father Mulcahy's writing his sister, here is the week before Christmas, oh, yeah. but you won't get this letter until Ash Wednesday. <laughs> so the mail isn't too fast. Yeah, which is interesting because sometimes we see it turn around really quick, but it seems to, the mail seems to come in quicker than it goes back out. Mm -hmm. from what I've been able to see. Uh, let's see here. Okay, he... Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm reading through the couple of notes that they have here. Um, the final shot of the show, Mulcahy moving briskly in the darkness, is beautifully composed. I like how the episode ends with him moving around the back of the ambulance to do his duties, and they just freeze frame and cut to black. And then to the credits. So there's no ending music, per se, mm. right away. And I like that. I think it's neat. Uh, Christmas party scenes are great for identifying extras. That's true. Because for uh, guest stars recurring cast, we have Larace and Drisc Driscoll. Uh, Lieutenant Forrester, that's the one that Mulcahy decked. Jeff Maxwell is Igor. Patrick Driscoll is uh, one of the patients. Uh, Perrin Page as uh, the driver for the ambulance, I assume. Joanne Thompson as Nurse, Nurse Joanne, with uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara, Shari Saba, and Gwen Farrell. Gwen Farrell we see singing Dona Nobis Pachin. And, and they each received a gift, I believe. Yes, I think you're right. Production code for this episode was T417. The writer was Alan Alda, and the director was Alan Alda. And really? Yeah. To it be, doesn't seem like an Alan Alda episode. You know, it didn't to me until he, until Hawkeye was having the exchange with Father Mulcahy outside uh, of okay. Post Op, and at that moment, you knew. I knew. At least I thought I knew. I don't. Right, right. But it just seemed like a very Alan Alda moment. Like he would have written it for himself right and then you know then he was able to get exactly what he wanted out of the scene because he was directing um but yeah it, it felt like a very alan alda moment that hawkeye was having with father mulcahy uh this originally aired december 18th 1978 so this literally aired a week before christmas Yay. so father mulcahy said i'm writing this the week before christmas and this aired the week before Christmas. So that's really neat. Uh, yeah. And then, like you were saying, uh, let us know what you think of these episodes, however you catch them. Uh, if you find an outlet to watch these, because when we started this, they were available on Netflix, but that's gone away, at least here in the U.S. Actually, when we started, it didn't, and then it did, and now it didn't. 
Because when we started, you're like, I wish it was on Netflix. Yeah. And then it went and on Netflix. And we're like, yes. And then it, <laughs> and then they got it, re- and then it was removed again. So if you find a source, I wonder why? Because a lot of people enjoyed watching it on Netflix. I know that I. Yeah, I. Who knows? They couldn't make the deal work anymore. Probably. It, to it's me, though. Show to have. Yeah, to me that means that somewhere else must have picked it up. So if you follow us, please let us know. Yeah. Where where you're watching your Where you're watching it. it. Yeah. And you can do that by heading over to our website, narclaninc.com. That's N A R C L A N I N C dot com. Go to the podcast link, go to the Whiskey and Mash page. And then there on the page are two links one to our Facebook page, where you can like us, follow us, and message us directly there. Or there's also an email link. You can email the show. Either way, let us know where you're watching this and what you think about this episode. Also over there on the web page, you can find the raw MP3 files of all of our podcast episodes so that if you want to listen to other specific ones, uh, there on that page, I always list out uh, what episodes we're talking about. So, you know, if you wanted to watch uh, Officers Only, where they get the O Club, you could listen to that episode of ours that's on there either stream it right from the website or download it to your mp3 device like your phone so even if you watched a past episode let us know you know and then listened with us let us know what you Mm -hmm. think and what you'd like to see added taken away yeah Um, any suggestions you have if you don't want to do the mp3 thing but you do do the podcast thing look for us on itunes your favorite podcast application or on stitcher radio just search for whiskey and mash and we'll show up on the results you can subscribe uh, at least for the podcast, and get our podcast episodes downloaded directly to your device the day that they come out. I think that's all I have. Yeah, that's it. And my shameless plug, if you work on MASH in any capacity <laughs> whatsoever, we would like to hear your stories. If you have a story about something that happened while you were watching MASH or mm-hmm. something MASH-related, you know, email us. Let us know your MASH story. You know, mm-hmm. we can share it or, you know, become part of it with you. And just yeah, we can Skype you in. <laughs> love to hear from you. Yeah. So let us know your MASH stories. Yeah, definitely. Well, until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Gloria, who finished her drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. And, and great holidays. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.